This is the Storm Report. Welcome to a special edition of the Storm Report podcast from the Storm Report Radio Network. We provide forecast and severe weather coverage on radio stations from coast to coast. I'm meteorologist Ann Holliday. A special thanks to our producer, Tommy Castor. We reflect on uh, today in weather history back on May 22, 2011, when the city of Joplin, Missouri, was struck by a deadly EF5 tornado. This was destructive in many ways, not only to folks' homes, but their lives, their friends, their family. Many were changed in just a matter of seconds, and still today, they will say when the storm sirens sound, they are traumatized as one of those things, if it were to happen again, would this happen again? And ironically, last year, uh, the city was threatened with another large tornado that moved through the region. Wanted to reflect back a few years ago when my colleague Jennifer Naramore and I put together a series of podcasts through uh, Tornado Talk. And uh, episode four was all about Joplin and the Joplin tornado. And uh, Jennifer had the chance to sit down and talk with meteorologist Mike Smith, who co-authored the book When the Sirens Were Silent. And it was a very interesting uh, look at what happened that day in the scope of how the warnings were put out to the public and how the death toll was so unusually high. And we'll listen back to that clip, uh, Jennifer's interview with Mike Smith. Well, I think everything that could go wrong did go wrong. While a tornado of that intensity and that size, the, the damage track in Joplin in places is nearly a mile wide, is going to cause many deaths. I mean, it's just inevitable. Even though, even if the warnings had been good, there would have been deaths in well into the double digits. But the Joplin tornado stands out because since the civilian warning program began, let's say in 1957, there has never been a single tornado with a triple digit death toll. And this wasn't 105 or 106, it was 161. That's a very big number. And I think the things that, that caused the very high death toll were one, the tornado was invisible. Unfortunately, in Tornado Alley, when a tornado warning occurs, people go out to look for the tornado, and they could not see it. Uh, very intelligent people, such as the Joplin superintendent of schools, actually drove into the tornado because they had no idea what they were driving into. It didn't look like a tornado. So that was problem number one. Even if there had been perfect warnings there would have been a somewhat higher death toll due to the fact the tornado was rain-wrapped and invisible. That's problem number one. The next problem is that the National Weather Service put out a tornado warning for northern Jasper County, which did not include the city of Joplin. However, the emergency manager made the decision even though he didn't have to, he had sirens that could sound only in the threatened areas. Like so many other emergency managers, he had this, we're going to sound the sirens over the whole county or no, no sirens. And so he sounded them in Joplin. Well, the problem was people then turned on their radio, turned on their TV, and they saw the meteorologist say, this tornado is up near Carl Junction, which is a little town north of Joplin. That's in the path. Joplin is not in the path of the tornado. Then, a few minutes later, the National Weather Service put out the tornado warning for Joplin, which included the eventual path of the tornado. 
the emergency manager made the decision not to sound the sirens because he had just sounded them a few minutes earlier. But because people were told after the siren sounded the first time that there was no threat to Joplin, unless they were sitting there monitoring the radio or TV, they had no way of knowing that their situation had changed from relative safety to mortal danger. The siren stayed silent as the tornado got closer and closer and closer to Joplin. And then finally, at uh, about three minutes before the tornado crossed into the city limits of Joplin, storm chaser Jeff Petrowski pulled alongside a police car on the northwest side of Joplin and pleaded with them to turn the sirens on, and they did so. However, the tornado had already been doing EF4 intensity damage at that point, and it was too late for people on the west side of Joplin. Moments later, fatalities were starting to occur. One of the TV stations had uh, KSNF-TV, the NBC affiliate, had a tower camera that was pointed at the tornado toward the south-southwest. The, the TV station was north of the tornado's path. And so even though the rain curtain was between the tornado and the city of Joplin, because they were to the north, they could see the tornado. But the tornado looked so much unlike a tornado at first, they didn't even realize that they were broadcasting a tornado until they saw the multitude of power flashes. And when I interviewed Caitlin McCardle, the meteorologist who was on the air that day, and said, what was your impression when you realized there was a tornado moving into Joplin? And her exact words were, quote, I was shocked that there was a tornado in that location. And so even the TV meteorologists were surprised that there was a tornado moving into Joplin. And by the time the sirens were on the second time and the TV stations had sort of recovered and said, okay, Joplin, take cover, the tornado was already in the city doing considerable damage. Do you think this was an isolated incident, or do you think we have a ways to go to improve the warning system that's in place across this country? Let me, let me answer that question with an example. Four days later, I was in St. Louis giving a speech to the Rotary Club of St. Louis. And that afternoon, uh, I was in my hotel room looking southeast. The tornado sirens were on. The TV stations were breaking in. And I could very clearly see the funnel cloud. And I have a photo of the funnel crossing the Mississippi River with the south leg of the Gateway Arch in the photograph. The National Weather Service renewed the tornado warning for the city of St. Louis because I guess the downtown area was still theoretically threatened. Yet the emergency manager sounded the sirens over all of St. Louis City and St. Louis County. You may or may not be aware the city of St. Louis is a separate entity than St. Louis County. So that meant the tornado sirens were going off in Pacific, Missouri, 35 miles behind the tornado with absolutely no threat 
to that area. Well, I happened to have a TV interview on KMOX or KMOV TV the next day, and I criticized on the air the emergency manager for sounding the sirens 35 miles behind the tornado. And they went and interviewed the emergency manager, and it was the usual, uh, well, we'd rather be safe than sorry. Well, what's happening in these situations is when you sound sirens time after time after time after time in areas that are not threatened, you're not safe, uh, better safe than sorry. You're inadvertently training people not to pay attention to the w sirens and the storm warnings. That is what's actually happening, not better safe than sorry. So, yes, I do have a criticism for the emergency managers who – with the state-of-the-art in tornado warnings in 2016, which has gotten to be very good, continuing to sound sirens over these vast geographic areas that are not actually threatened. The number one safety rule is take shelter immediately when you hear a tornado warning. Don't go outside and look. People do get killed by flying debris around the tornado, and they can get killed at a considerable distance. A, a piece of, of, of sheet metal with a jagged edge has no conscience. It will go wherever the tornado flings it, and if you happen to be there, even if you're hundreds of yards away, it could cost you your life. Get into the basement if you have one. Get into a closet or bathtub in the middle of your house. I am passionate about people following the safety rules because while we still issue the occasional false alarm, the geographic area of tornado warnings has shrunk, meaning there are fewer square miles warned. The credibility of the warning is better than it's ever been. And the only way we are going to continue to, to save lives in tornadoes is if people will pay attention to them. It is just heartbreaking to me to hear stories of people who were in the warning area and for one reason or another didn't take shelter and then they lose their lives or are seriously injured, even being crippled for life. Ironically, Mike and I never had the opportunity to meet, but I did watch him growing up when he was on television in Wichita doing severe weather coverage on the KSN station and, of course, uh, his, his nightly forecast went on to uh, build a company, uh, Weather Data, who was uh, acquired by AccuWeather. And uh, from there, um, uh, he's since retired. But it's interesting to listen to this scope of what happened on that day and how this uh, single tornado turned out a triple-digit death toll. And we hope that you use all the warnings available to you today. There are so many more than we had just uh, years ago uh, that can help save you in severe weather and uh, tornadoes. Of course, there are there's always the AM, FM, NOAA weather alert radio, your radio, your television, uh, cell phone alerts. Uh, but remember, sirens are meant for outdoor warning use only. Thanks to Jennifer Naramore for conducting this interview with meteorologist Mike Smith. Thank you to Mike for doing that. And of course, uh, our folks at Tornado Talk have also placed this entire podcast online on YouTube. So if you were to check out a Tornado Talk, um, YouTube Joplin Tornado Episode 4, you would be able to hear the entire thing, which is about 40 minutes in length. Don't forget, if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you can do so on iTunes, 
Uh, you can follow us along on Stitcher, Spotify, uh, tune in all the major outlets where you uh, can listen to podcasts. And we will join you again very soon. I'm meteorologist Ann Holiday for the Storm Report Radio Network here on our Storm Report podcast.